ABC, always be closing. I'm gonna be honest. Most of my knowledge of sales actually comes from this movie, Glengarry Glen Ross, made in 1992. Remember that iconic scene when Alec Baldwin berates this group of stressed out sales reps? You know, coffee Coffee is for closers. And then he swears a lot and like threatens to fire everyone. Of course, that's just a movie, but sales can be a stressful gig. Chasing a new client, delivering samples to another, and oh man, is that an urgent text about a missing order? And on top of that, all this personal stuff. Whose kid just made the honor roll, the client who only calls while walking his dog, Banjo, Bandit, some B name. It's a lot of plates to keep spinning. So sales reps use a tool that should help them keep track of all this stuff, the CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Manager. But instead of helping, it sometimes just makes things worse. In the CRM business, Salesforce is the biggest name. And if you work as a sales rep, using it can put you in a cold sweat. I just remember this person feeling just overwhelmed and unable to do her job with Salesforce. There was so much information on the page that she had anxiety and literally almost quit her job. Oh, and there's something else. If you're among the 20 or so percent of the population that's neurodivergent, that is, if you live with a condition like ADHD or dyslexia or you're somewhere on the autism spectrum, Using CRMs is even more challenging. I was very poor with engaging Salesforce just because it was anxiety-inducing because of the way that information isn't filtered according to my own processing or workflows. And this is a problem because there are a lot of neurodiverse people in sales. Then in 2019, Scratchpad came along offering a basic Chrome extension to simplify CRMs. To them, it was the solution salespeople needed. To others, not so much. Most investors had written it off and they said, there's nothing here. This is When It Clicked, an original podcast from ClickUp. I'm Alana Strauss. On this show, we meet the people behind the business stories and the products that you think you know and bring you the secret history of how it all came together to the one moment when it all finally clicked. Today, how two engineers found themselves in the complicated world of sales, changed the lives of sales reps with a simple Google Chrome extension, and accidentally became champions of neurodiversity in the workplace. This is when it clicked for Scratchpad. Okay, back to CRMs like Salesforce. Basically, it's this program that keeps track of all the work that sales reps do. The potential clients they're chasing, the deals they've closed, all that stuff. Each client, each deal, it's like its own little project. And there's a lot of them because sales reps work on commission and have to meet quotas. And so you as the individual have to be on top of your game. You have to be on top of every single one of these opportunities to move them forward so that you attain your quota, so that you get paid. That's Puyan Salehi, Scratchpad's co-founder and CEO. CRMs like Salesforce are used to keep track of all the info you need to demonstrate your sales quotas. But there's one major problem with CRMs. 
They're usually designed for managers so they can oversee all the info provided by sales reps. User friendliness on the sales rep side was never a priority. When I'm working inside of a CRM, I mean, it's very overwhelming because of how much information there is. But at the same time, it's a little bit slower than my brain moves. And so I'm sitting there getting anxious because I'm moving three steps ahead, whereas the program is three steps behind in terms of my brain functioning. That's Tarun Malik. He's an account executive for Touch Bistro. That's a point of sale system for restaurants. You know when you go to a restaurant and the server takes your order by punching things into an iPad? That's Touch Bistro. Anyway, Tarun sells Touch Bistro to restaurant owners. And Tarun has ADHD. He was diagnosed as an adult. And so for me, I process things a little bit differently. I'm always a couple steps ahead in my mind. And so when I see so many words on a page, it's almost like it provokes a certain degree of anxiety. But Tarun is competitive. He went to a school on a baseball scholarship. He wants to win. Being a competitive athlete, I've always been someone that has sort of thought that, you know what, you just got to find a way to make it happen. And the people who had ultimately helped Tarun win, they never had any idea of the kind of effect they'd have on his life and career. We'll hear more from Tarun later. Let's go back a bit. Puyin never thought he'd create something that would be embraced by the neurodiverse community. He never even meant to go into sales. Before developing Scratchpad, he worked in operations at Apple and then co-founded the startups StackMob and Lyra Labs. If you would have told me then that we'd be spending the better part of a decade working on products and solving problems in sales, I, I wouldn't have believed you back then. But that was before he met Sarus Karbassian, his co-founder and Scratchpad's CTO. Actually, Sarus never thought sales would be a huge part of his life either. I have an engineering background. Uh, I've you know, spent my career learning about engineering design product and had very little context on sales leading into when Puyan and I started working together. Yeah, I think we shared similar but separate journeys on the way we found ourselves in the San Francisco Bay Area uh, quite a while ago. They met over a decade ago at some tech networking event in the Bay Area, and they hit it off immediately. I'm half Iranian, he's Iranian, and so we kind of bonded over that. And we also kind of shared a passion for design, so we kind of bonded over that as well. And Puyan was really good at reaching out. Uh, you know, every probably six months, we'd, we'd connect and get tea and jam on ideas and kind of start developing our relationship from there. After a few years of growing their friendship, they decided they were ready to take their relationship to the next level, business partners. It kind of worked out that we were both ready to start something. The first thing they worked on was something called Persist IQ. It's a program that helps automate email marketing, designed especially for salespeople. For the first time, they were working on a project that required them to do sales, cold calling potential customers to get them to buy their product. And this turns out to be crucial. Fast forward again, we, we built a lot of empathy for sales because we were doing sales and we noticed this problem that existed for starting conversations with folks that you didn't know or what's known as outbound, outbound sales. And at that time, you either had a CRM or you had a big marketing automation system like Marketo. And we just felt the need that there was something in the middle, something that was designed for an individual salesperson to be able to reach out at some sort of scale, but still keep that personalized, authentic manner behind it and help 
automate a lot of the tedious work and a lot of the common mistakes that might happen. And so we just aim to solve our own problem. So when Pui and I first started working together, we were building different solutions. And one of my friends kind of suggested that we do outbound. And in order to do outbound, he was like, get a spreadsheet, get a bunch of leads, put some templates and text files, do a cold email blast, a bunch will bounce, some will reply, update the spreadsheet, do it again, do it again, do it again. And it was just a complete mess. There had to be a better way. And with their engineering brains and their newfound empathy for salespeople, Sarus and Puyan turned out to be uniquely qualified to solve this problem. There's certainly a engineering product mindset that helps you break that problem down and look at it as components and solve each one of those. But what drew us to this too was we felt like we had the empathy because we had personally tried to do the job and, and live through the pain. Remember all those spinning plates from the top of the show and all those headaches induced by CRMs like Salesforce? So this is the part where Puyan and Sirus realize that there's a problem here they might be able to solve. But one of the first few we noticed was, and you know, you go to any sales organization and you'll see now that they have a CRM, most likely Salesforce. You have an email tool, you'll have a call tool, you have maybe a calendar scheduling tool if it's not connected to one of those. But with all of this tooling that exists in the sales tech space, if you look at how individual account executives or individual salespeople still work, most of their work is done outside of these systems. Notes are taken in Mac Notes or Evernote or OneNote. Uh, pipeline and account management is mostly done in spreadsheets like Google Sheets or Excel. And tasks, I mean, forget it, that, that's all over the place. You got everything from tasks being put on calendars to post-it notes to random task applications. There's so much information, but it's spread over so many different tools. And entering it all into a CRM like Salesforce had to be done manually. You're essentially doing the same work twice. It's tedious, it's time-consuming, it's the worst part of the day or week for most salespeople, like Tarun. I would literally just have a running log on Excel of every prospect that I was working with. And I would just have to manually scroll through that spreadsheet on a day-to-day -day basis and see sort of what the notes were, the activities, things like that to ensure that I could be successful. And oftentimes, just given how manual of a process it is in terms of navigating and using, uh, it's not easy to keep on top of. So Sarus and Puyan set out to really learn about how sales reps were working so they could design something that would actually improve their workflow. And so we asked one of the companies that had some interest in it, said, hey, can, can we just come and just watch how your reps work? You know, we'll try not to be a distraction. We'll just sit there and just watch. And that was one of those first moments that it clicked because we saw one rep, you know, doing exactly what I said. Stuff was all over the place. I mean, I remember we were in a small room <laughs> watching over this guy's shoulder, watching him make calls. I'm pretty sure he had a ton of tabs open. He was constantly flipping between tabs. And just the entire workflow was kind of a mess, but he was doing the best he could with the available tools at that time. And there was this one particular thing they noticed that they knew they could improve on. Because what we learned was in Salesforce specifically, the task object itself, working with that object was incredibly difficult. Just to complete a task required multiple clicks. And so we said, well, what if we could reduce this and, and make a consumer-like task experience 
that exists in more modern applications like Todoist or, or Asana or honestly any modern task manager and say, what if we could create that type of an experience, but still connected to the Salesforce database and make it delightful for a salesperson? That was our what if question. And we knew the problem was there, but I think that's what brought it all together. So they got started designing a prototype. They started off very simple. There's been probably a hundred versions, but the the very, very, very first, I would say prototype was a Salesforce auth button. You'd click it and then magically you would get all of your tasks with a really modern interface to managing your to-dos in Salesforce that was enjoyable, easy to use. It was very, very narrow, very focused, and it resonated really well with a certain set of sales folks. It started as a browser extension for Chrome. So you would come to Scratchpad, you install this Chrome extension, and it would take over your new tab with a beautiful experience, you know, hello, Puyan, and then it give you the time. And then every time you opened a new tab, you would see Scratchpad and you would have your tasks one click away. Basically, here's how it works. Instead of manually copying your notes from Evernote or Excel or whatever you're using into Salesforce, Scratchpad gives you a simple way to keep track of all your tasks and contact info for customers and automatically enters that info into Salesforce. They were working with a focus group of sales reps to make sure that what they were designing was actually helpful. And turns out, it was. We saw that this actually became the default way for one or two of the reps that were using it. And they said, no, I'll never forget this. I said, you know, when I first come in, the first three applications I open are email, calendar, and Scratchpad. And it was that moment that I was like, okay, we're, we're onto something. Like, I, I don't think we've solved it, but we've, we're onto something where we have built something that somebody is now using as their default. Scratchpad was clicking with the sales reps. And it was especially clicking with a particular group of sales reps. Candidly speaking, I, this might sound crazy, but I feel like it, it saved my life to a certain degree just because I've been able to create a workflow environment that works for me. Tarun Malik, being able to customize his own workflow is crucial to the way he manages his ADHD. Candidly, I mean, before Scratchpad... Uh, I was very poor with engaging Salesforce just because it was anxiety inducing because of the way that information isn't filtered according to my own processing or workflows. And so I think like I found myself doing a lot of things outside of Salesforce. Like I would write notes on paper and try to keep track of my pipeline on paper notes or sticky notes or post-it notes or whatever. And it turns out Scratchpad's customizable features really work well with Tarun's brain. I think the one thing I love about Scratchpad is the full customization ability in terms of being able to control what you have in front of you. And Tarun is far from alone. There's so many people in the sales community that are in this position. I've realized it in a dramatic fashion over the last couple months that Neurodiversity is an incredibly prevalent topic in the sales community. And number one is it's not spoken enough more often 
And I think part of that has to do with the overarching stigma. From the start, Scratchpad's development process involved constantly receiving and responding to user feedback. And that hasn't changed now that it's out in the world. But they started to notice a specific kind of feedback. Few users being bold and and courageous enough to share their stories with us and say, you know, I, I process information differently than everybody else. I get overwhelmed easily when there's a lot of stuff being thrown my way. I just remember this person feeling just overwhelmed and unable to do her job with Salesforce. There was so much information on the page that she had anxiety and she almost quit her job. And when she started using Scratchpad, we have some functionality that's able to kind of reduce the amount of information on the page. It's called, for example, one is a tile. And so she was able to kind of hone in on the important information versus being insanely overwhelmed by everything that is in Salesforce. She had a sense of relief that she could actually do her job and not have this insane amount of anxiety every single day. Puyin and Cyrus didn't set out to design a product specifically to cater to the needs of the neurodiverse community. They were just trying to create a customizable, user-friendly product. But the benefit to the neurodiverse community has been huge and incredibly gratifying. I think I was surprised at the magnitude of impact our product had created, to be honest with you. Just put bluntly, it's just, you know, we try to make everyone's lives a little bit better, but that's pretty significant. And... It's incredible when that happens. It's a really exciting area for us to dig into as well, because as creators, as builders, we certainly strive to be inclusive, but I don't think we've fully appreciated what that meant. And if you think about, you know, the most I'd known is on user design, for example, in colors, you want to make sure that you're not just relying on colors, but you're relying on different patterns for folks that may be colorblind to be able to identify certain actions to take. But, you know, this concept of, folks that actually process information in very different ways and work in different ways to us too is really interesting and and I think ties very directly with with our mission around creating products that people absolutely love to use. And I think it requires extra effort on our part on the design piece, but I think it's so important to be able to build a product that's flexible enough that can adapt to the people that are using it versus forcing people to adapt to the product that you've built. Ultimately, the key was listening to how all these different kinds of people like to work and designing a product based around those needs. This kind of responsiveness is incredibly important to the way that Scratchpad operates. In fact, the company has published a neurodiversity manifesto. It commits to designing software for everyone, including users who process information differently. And as Scratchpad continues to grow, they haven't stopped making adjustments and improvements based on what they hear from users. There are very few organizations I have come across that value what their customers say as much as Scratchpad does. I feel like I have been part of the upbringing of this product because of how heavily they have valued my feedback and opinion. One day, recently, Tarun had an idea for a feature that would help him work more smoothly. Something about associating tasks in his calendar. On a whim, I messaged one of the product guys there. And I kid you not, within three weeks, they built it. You've been listening to When It Clicked, an original podcast from ClickUp. I'm Alana Strauss. Everyone's got a story to tell. We've all been there when we thought we would fail. 
Just like Scratchpad, ClickUp is also committed to supporting neurodiversity in the workplace. ClickUp was also built to break down barriers. Ultimately, software should work for you, not the other way around, no matter how you work. For more about ClickUp's neurodiversity manifesto, visit ClickUp.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review in your favorite podcasting app. See you in two weeks for a season finale. That's what it is.